Welcome to the Pattern Podcast from KXC in London. As a church, we want to learn ways of being with Jesus, becoming like him and doing the things he did in order to see this city we love transformed. This podcast is a resource to help us explore these spirit-filled patterns of living and start putting them into practice every day. To explore practicing the examine, Anna Mason went up to Nottingham to chat with Johnny Hughes. Johnny leads Trinity Church Nottingham with his wife Amy and as a church they try and practice the examine at the end of every single day. So we thought we'd try and find out how they've been getting on and what impact it's had. First of all, thank you so much for joining us. Really good to have you here. And you're going to be speaking to us about the examine. I am. Technically speaking, you've joined me, but it's wonderful to have you. We're <laughs> delighted to be hosting Pattern here in Nottingham. Fine, windy day. Oh, it's so good to be here. Right. Firstly, what is the examine and how did it evolve? Well, to talk about the exam, we have to begin with the pioneer, mm-hmm. or at least the, the guy that popularised it, whose name was Ignatius. Um, of Loyola. So he was born in 1491. He was born in the Basque country in northern Spain. And his whole life, his desire really was to be a a soldier and somebody who was in the royal court. Uh, But through a series of events which were very surprising, uh, he became essentially a... a He went toward a religious life, became a mystic. And really what happened was that he had a profound conversion after he had a terrible injury. He was involved in uh, a battle, I think it was in Pamplona, um, and his leg was hit, I think by some kind of cannonball, and it shattered his leg and he had an operation. Um, But then because he was vain and he wanted to look good in tights, essentially, he had a series, which, you know, you can understand, (laughs) can't you? Uh, He had a series of other operations to correct um, his leg, but none of them worked properly. And so he was left the rest of his life with a limp. Now, when he was convalescing in his um, castle back in Loyola, as you do, he was looking for something to read to fill the time. And his brother's wife, so his sister-in-law, gave him two books. And one was uh, on the life of Jesus, mm-hmm. and the other one was on the life of the saints. And he didn't much want to read either of these, but there was no, no other reading material available in the, in the castle or in the palace or whatever it was. And so he started reading this book on the saints. Now, he was always known as somebody who was hugely vain, uh, both in terms of his appearance, but also his ego. He was driven by the desire to look good. And when he was reading this book on the saints, he just sensed this profound, I guess, passion and desire um, emerge within him to emulate them. So he really said to himself, he said to himself, I could be one of these saints. And it was just fascinating in itself because I guess his conversion was driven by ego. <laughs> it was an ego side to it within him, but God used that to really redirect his life. So after he'd got better, um, he turned toward a religious life. He went to um, the Benedictine Abbey in Montserrat and then spent a year in another a village just around there where he had a series, he had a really difficult time actually in that year, but he also had a series of experiences of God. And out of those experiences, he formed really what would become the basis of the spiritual exercises that um, drove him and um, yeah, through which he met God again and again and again. Now, because of all that, a bit later on, and this is about, I think, 1540 now, exactly 1540, he formed or he founded a society called the Society of Jesus, which is otherwise known as the Jesuits. Hmm. And the Jesuits are 
um, have centered their religious life on on um, Ignatius's practices. One of those being the examine. To bring it back to your actual question, <laughs> um, yeah. So one one of those practices is the examine, and the examine really is a way of encountering God, a way of meeting God by examining what's happened in your day. Wow, that's fascinating. Um, could you briefly explain like what the process is yeah. of this this spiritual practice called examine? Right. Well, there are a number of different ways to look at this, but essentially the process, and the process that Ignatius himself speaks about, and I'm actually just opening a book here, which I'd really recommend to anyone who's really interested in Ignatius, and it's called The Jesuit Guide to Almost Everything by a guy called James Martin. Um so I really recommend that for anyone who's interested in finding a bit more about Ignatius or what he's about. But um, there are five parts to the examine as Ignatius puts, puts it forward. And the first thing uh, that you do when you're sort of doing examine is to give thanks to God um, for the benefits you've received. So it essentially begins in gratitude. Mm. The basis of examine is gratitude. You probably want to find a space, an environment where you can come before God and just do that, begin to give thanks. Secondly, uh, you ask grace to know your sins and rid yourself of them. So as you become aware of God, so you are asking him to become aware of um, your own need, your need for more of his grace. Thirdly, you take an account and of, of your soul in the day or in the period that you're doing examine for. So if it's a whole day, look over the whole day with God's with God's help and in God's presence. Um, and as you're doing that, you're really asking the Holy Spirit, what is it that you want to show me? Where is it that you were with me? Where is it that I missed you being with me? Mm. Was there a part of the day that I was particularly anxious? Mm. Maybe it was a part of the day where I could have allowed you to meet with me, but I was afraid I turned away. Um, to use Ignatius language, you might you know, think about the consolations or the desolations in your day. The fourth part is to ask then pardon, to ask for forgiveness for those times that you walked away. You didn't live fully in the presence of God. And then fifthly, to resolve with his grace to change. So it's a a forward-looking thing. You're looking back so that you can live forwardly in a different way. So at Trinity, um, we've sort of uh, made those alliterate, which is, you know, as anybody knows, the only way to really follow God is to do alliteration. So... For us, we'd slightly simplified it. So we say that, you know, first it begins with recognizing God's goodness. So if I'm doing examine, the first thing I'm doing is to ask God um, to come in, uh, that I can, that I might come into his presence. So it might be 30 seconds of just saying, Holy Spirit, just come. I just pray that you touch me now. and just in quiet. So firstly, recognize. Secondly, recalling God's goodness. That's the gratitude piece. Looking over my day, half day, whatever it is, and just beginning to thank God which again is all about going more deeply into God's presence. Thirdly then, so after recognising God's goodness, recalling God's, uh, recognising God's presence, sorry, recalling God's goodness, thirdly I'll review the day. And that's the sort of sequential going through my day. Hey, where was it Jesus was with me? Looking at my thoughts, my words, my deeds. Fourthly, repent. And that's the piece of how I'm going to turn away from some of these things that I find trip me up. Now, for me, this has been really interesting, and maybe we'll get into this in a minute, because you do see themes, you know, the times that I consistently am tripping up. Um, So I repent of those. And finally, the final R is to resolve, resolve to live differently tomorrow and ask God's grace to do that. So recognize God's 
presence, recall God's goodness, review the day, repent and resolve uh, to, for tomorrow. Ignatius said people should pray the examine twice a day. It should take about 15 minutes. Um, I don't tend to do that. I try and do it once a day toward the end of the day. But it's pretty simple. Mm. And if you want to do it really simply, you could just do one thing. You can just say, sit with the Holy Spirit and say, is there anything you want to bring to my mind? If you've not got time, you're in a bit of a rush, you say, Lord, is there anything you want to bring to my attention? And then just wait in his presence and see what comes to mind and ask him what he wants to say about that. Mm. So we've categorised this as a pattern that helps you be, be with Jesus. Yeah. So could you just like expand? Yeah. You, you've touched on it a bit there. Like, How does this the examine actually help us be with a person of Jesus? Yeah, it's a great question. And I think there's probably two things to say. The first of those is that um, it is a, I think a, it's a contemplative practice. Um, the Jesuits describe themselves as contemplative activists, and I'll come back to that. But it is rooted in contemplation. So it is something that you're doing in the presence of the Holy Spirit, who always leads us to Jesus. So I think it's, it's with, you're with Jesus as you're doing it. But I think the most profound thing about the examine is that the underlying philosophy is that it's always easier to discern God's presence when looking back than it is in the moment. And I don't know about you, but I find that, you know, you're sort of involved in sometimes the busyness of life and it's so, so easy for busyness to become hurry. And when we're hurried, we're not going to be experiencing the presence of God. Now, what the examine says is, or Ignatius says about the examine is that when I look back, I can actually discern that I wasn't alone in my day, that he was with me. Now that might so it is, but it is about hindsight in a sense. But the point is that when I'm able to observe God's presence with me in the day that's gone, I'm I'm therefore better equipped to experience and observe and be with Him in the day to come. That's really what it's about. So I think it does equip us to be with Jesus in that way. So this is an ancient practice. Um, so how did you actually come across it now yeah. today, and and what's your experience been of it? It is an ancient practice, um, and apparently it didn't actually begin with Ignatius. He, I suppose he codified and popularised it. Um, I came across it um, in a, on a retreat, actually. I went on a retreat uh, towards the end of a, a time that I was being ordained, and it was with a, a group called Sheman Neuf, and they draw on a lot of Ignatian spirituality. And there were a number of things we did. I mean, examine is only one thing that Ignatius talks about. A number of things we did, but one of the things was examine. And I really enjoyed it. It was really fresh and different. I've grown up in a an environment where it's heavily preferenced um, Bible study, which I love. You know, reading the Bible, going through the Bible in a year. Again, a really good thing to do. Um, but I think I was looking for something that maybe was um, a little different as well. So that's how I came across it. And and my experience of it has been mixed, honestly. Um, I think like lots of prayer, um, the, the effects aren't always immediately obvious. In fact, they're not generally immediately obvious. We so often come to prayer expecting or hoping for like an instant hit, an instant fix. And I just don't think God's like that. Um, and I think actually it's less like that the further on you go in the journey of faith. So examine is sometimes really frustrating because I don't feel like I'm getting anything out of it. But I actually think that's the same with any kind of prayer. Um, that can be frustrating. And I think the most frustrating things about examine are actually just things I'm frustrated about with myself. 
So as with a lot of the other Ignatian practices, it's highly imaginative. It requires your engagement with your imagination. And my imagination is incredibly stunted. I find I'm not really able to imagine very much. If I shut my eyes and try to picture a scene, I really I struggle. I struggle to do it. And sometimes even imagining a day that I myself have lived, <laughs> I find it really hard. And so I find myself easily distracted as well. When I'm doing examine, I often do it at the wrong time or in the wrong headspace. And so that can be frustrating. And yeah, I think that it is helping me. And the key way that it's helping me, maybe the key benefit is that it is helping me to um, highlight, it's help, God is highlighting through it some areas where I'm just, I haven't allowed him to be at work in my life. Um, one example would be um, an area of impatience, maybe particularly around sort of my parenting. Um, now, I understand that not everybody who listens to this will be a parent, but um, we all have our areas where we just struggle consistently. And actually, Examine has highlighted that to me. I, I kind of got stuck in this rut. Um, and it was through doing Examine I realised, wow, I'm there's something going on here. I need to bring this to God and I need to ask for grace going forward. And it's actually really helped. Genuinely has helped me, I think, become a better father. So I'm, I think that's a big thing. Um yeah, frustrations tend to be about myself. And I also, I struggle, I don't know about uh, people listening or you, Anna, but I struggle to pray alone a lot. I find it sometimes easy to come to God's presence with other people there with me. So sometimes I find that a struggle. Um, you talked about um, about the frustration of not changing or mm. like the slowness of that. And I think yeah. that's definitely something that um, pattern, in pattern we're trying to push against that. Yeah. Like how do you manage that That, that holding the hope of changing while actually acknowledging the frustration of reality great question i mean i think that's you've you hit on two of the the big themes of the christian journey haven't you faith and hope (laughs) and yeah hope says that yeah i can hope, hope is the means by which we're able to continue in faith and you know god is good god is kind and gracious and so he does give us glimpses of hope glimpses of transformation in our lives and i really believe in transformation at right the heart of i think the christian faith is the promise of transformation that i can become more like jesus the difficulty is that jesus very rarely leads me on the way that i would think he would to make me more like him you know i would probably design a spiritual path for myself that was spiritual high to spiritual high fact i've been praying for a significant spiritual high in my own life for most of my life at least for the last 20 25 years and i have never had an unmistakable experience of god's presence as i've wanted to have it but i look back on my life now i mean so i do the examine if you like on the last 25 years of my life and it's incredible the journey god's had me on you know i think part of it is doing that is saying let's let's take a bigger examine a bigger period not just a day but like a decade wow look at what Jesus has done in my life through my through my obedience and through my incredible disobedience here I am and I'm more full of hope more content more full of faith than I've ever been um and that that is him that is him having done it so I think some of that's helpful and we need community in order to keep hope and keep faith we need people around us who are encouraging us and can say look at look at what God is doing we need people around us to point in the direction and that's why i think it's significant you know ignatius vision was to found a society 
the society of Jesus that are the Jesuits. You know, it's not, this is not an individual path of spiritual fulfillment. And that's not, I know what pattern is about either. This is about doing this in community. And that's where I think we need it is when we, when we get discouraged, which is, you know, Ignatius spent a year and was deeply discouraged. In fact, at one stage, suicidal in his own journey. And he encountered God in that space. And he also, um, formed a society out of that probably recognizing the need for other people that's amazing and if a, a community started practicing the examine mm. what would you expect to happen within that community i would expect um that that community would become more aware of god's presence in simple simple parts of life and and i think i would also expect um the core of that community to become contemplative activists. And by that, I mean people who understand the need um, to do stuff, but who recognize, and the invitation to do stuff, but who recognize that doing stuff comes from a place of seeing God first. And that's the contemplative side there, that we can't do stuff um, in our own strength, but we need to do it in and from a place of, encountering God and I think it's that I love that tension that Ignatius holds out that, that and, and in fact this is right the core of it that yes there's a society of Jesuits but for Ignatius it was always about everybody having access to the exercises it's not just for the people who are part of the society and I think that's what that's hope that's filled with hope for me because I can't do the the full spiritual exercises, which is a 30-day retreat. I can't do that in my life, but I can do the examine for 10 minutes a day. Um, yeah, so I think I'd want to see a, a group of people who were learning to find God in all things, who were living increasingly fulfilling lives, who were experiencing great and greater freedom, and who were increasingly free from other attachments so therefore more attached to god um and to one another in love that's probably what i'd hope to see mm. i think so. that's it you've given us a really compelling and beautiful vision of the examine um for someone listening to this who's just who've never even tried it what mm. would you say that the top tips for just starting it having a go what, yeah well I, I think two things that come to my mind firstly think about your environment so where are you doing this? Is are you in a? You know, I often try and do it right before I go to bed. This is stupid because you know I'm exhausted. Um, I'm lying down. It's dark. <laughs> There's only one thing going to happen: is sleep. And so think about environment. I think that's been a challenge and a, a struggle for me in doing examine. Um, yeah, and think about sort of your energy level. So what I would say is um, find a place, a comfortable place, but where it's not completely pitch black um, and just invite the presence of God and just ask him to, to speak to you, to bring things to mind, to keep it really, really simple. Don't have overly, I mean, I say this for any kind of prayer, just moderate your expectations of yourself. Like my perfectionism is my biggest issue in my spiritual journey, I think. Um, and it certainly for me has come out in examine, just, just relax. Just see if, you know, the Holy Spirit has something to say as you look back on your day and keep it really simple. That's amazing. Thank you so much, Johnny. Um, Thank you. Massively appreciate your time. Thank you. 
thank you for listening to the Pattern Podcast. If you'd like to explore more spirit-filled patterns of living, head over to pattern.org.